0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I have been teaching the series called the anointing in the revival service. I would like to read a couple of scriptures. God has told me to read it now. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it shall come to pass. This is a prophecy. It shall come to pass in that day, and we are in that day, the end time, that his burden Whose burden? The burden of the enemy. The burden of the devil will be taken away from your shoulder. And his yoke, whose yoke? The yoke of the enemy from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The word anointing oil here comes from the Hebrew language shemen, which means oil ointment, or which is used for the anointing people. This scripture say that we have the anointing to destroy the yoke and to remove the burdens from people's life, from our own life and from people's life. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 on say, this scripture is about the Lord Jesus Christ, our forerunner of how to serve the Lord. He was born as a man. The first 30 years of his life, he did not perform any miracle. But after he got anointed by the Holy Spirit at the Jordan River, what happened after that? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And again, the anointing was on the life of Jesus Christ. And that anointing worked through him to set the captive free, to destroy the yoke on people's life, to remove the burden to give sight to the blind, to preach the gospel, to help people. We are in the New Testament or the church dispensation. And the Bible says that we all have the anointing. When we are talking about anointing here, as a believer, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to work with us and to help us. The Holy Spirit on the inside is to help us as a person. But there is another thing in the Bible, we're talking about the anointing. When we talk about anointing, it means oil on the skin, upon. You anoint somebody, it means you put oil on the skin or on the head. So there is another thing is about the Holy Spirit is that he comes upon you. And the Bible used the word anointed, anointing. He comes upon you to work for Him, to be used by Him to help other people. There are many kinds of anointing. The anointing comes upon you as He wills or He desires. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11 say, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. You cannot force God what to give to you. He make a choice himself. What kind of anointing you have? Amen. I believe God make a choice to give the anointing to Pastor Kenny to be the worship leader. He make a choice not to give me. I cannot lead worship. If I go up lead worship, going to be a big problem because I'm not a good singer. God anoints us to do different things as he wills. Now today, we're going to learn more about enhancing the anointing. We want more anointing. Before I go into the scripture about enhancing the anointing, you need to understand one thing, okay? Let me try to give you some foundation. We all have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And if you are anointed to do something, you are anointed to be a teacher, you are anointed to be in the ministry of helps or prophecy or prophet or pastor or teacher, that anointing is a potential on you that you will function in those kind of ministry that you are anointed to do. It's a potential. But when you step out to serve the Lord according to the anointing you have, at that moment, the Holy Spirit can come upon you even in a greater dimension to get the job done. Like for example, when I sit at home eating dinner with my wife, even though I have the potential to preach the word of God, but I could not preach. If I preach, I may be in trouble. My wife will not be happy. I sit there eating dinner and preach to her. She rather hear her husband say, I love you. How are you doing? Not to preach to her. But the potential is there. When I walk into the church building, I have the potential to preach the anointing of preaching but I could not preach it until I stepped on the stage and the anointing of preaching came upon me. I feel the anointing right now upon me to preach the word of God and keep going and going until it's done. So you see, coming upon, the anointing coming upon, so the anointing can increase and decrease according to whatever circumstances are. When you are used by God to do something, the anointing will increase, come upon you more. We're going to learn from the Old Testament that the anointing on people can be enhanced, can increase by different reasons or different methods. We're going to look at the story of Elisha in Second King chapter 3, verse 11. Elisha was the prophet. Before I read the scripture, let me give you another background. In the Old Testament, only the king, the priest, and the prophets, only three group of people, except a few people who are specially called by God to do certain things. But normally, just only three kinds of people, prophet, kings, and priests, were anointed by the Holy Spirit to function in their offices. Lay people, The children of Israel, regular people, do not have the Holy Spirit in them and on them. We are living in a different dispensation. We are living in a church era. So today, every believer has the Spirit in him or her. And we have the anointing on us at a different measure and level. Because regular people, did not have the anointing or did not even have the Holy Spirit in them in the Old Testament, anytime a person wants to inquire of the Lord or ask God for something, he or she has to go to the prophet who is the mouthpiece of God in that generation. The prophet in the New Testament is different from the prophet of the Old Testament. The Old Testament, only the prophet can hear from God. In the New Testament... Every believer can hear from God because we all have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, Jesus is our shepherd and his sheep shall hear his voice. So you can hear God's voice yourself. You don't need to run to a special prophet to give you the word of prophecy. Amen. You don't need to look for prophet. You can listen to God yourself. Who is the prophet in the New Testament? The prophet in the New Testament is not the fortune teller or the man who is like, you know, everyone had to go to him to hear from God for them. The prophet in the New Testament are leaders in the church who laid out foundation, who can hear the special message from God through vision or dream or revelation to give direction for the church, for the building of the kingdom of God, not to tell you who you're going to marry to or try to tell you what city you're going to move to. That is more of fortune-telling. The prophet emphasized the kingdom, not about making money from you, okay? So in the Old Testament, all the believers, the children of Israel who believed in Jehovah, could not hear from God. Even the king could not hear from God. The king had to run to the prophet in that generation. So in 2 chapter 3, what happened? The enemy of the children of Israel came against them with a vast army, people of Moab. There were three kings joining together, the king of Judah. At that time, the children of Israel divided into groups, into two countries, Judah and Israel. The king of Judah, who loved God, who is on fire for God, named Jehoshaphat, joined with Jehoram, the king of Israel, who backslid and had nothing to do with God dishonor God and join with another king of Edom who did not believe in God three kings joined together because they were in trouble their nations are in trouble the Moab the army of Moab came against them what did the king of Judah say in 2nd king chapter 3 verse 11 but Jehoshaphat said is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel, talking about Jehoram, answered and said, Elisha, the son of Safat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. So the servant of the king of Israel said, Hey, we have one prophet here named Elisha. You can ask of him, what to do in this particular situation? Are we going to lose the battle? Are we going to win? How are we going to win the battle? So they want to hear from God through the prophet Elisha. Continue to read verses 13 to 14. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, this is not Jehoshaphat, this is Jehoram, the backslider. What have I do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, no, For the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha, this man did not talk with faith at all. He said, we're going to lose. We're going to be in trouble. He's not a man of faith. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts live, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Wow, we learned something from this sentence or this statements from the prophet Elisha. You notice that Elisha said, I don't care about you and the king of Edom. You guys never honor God. You are backslider. Go back to your dad. Go back to the false prophet of your dad and your mom. I'm not going to help you. But, by the way, because there was a man standing there too, named Jehoshaphat, who loved God, who honored God, who sought God with all his heart. Because Jehoshaphat was standing there, Elisha, who represented God, said, okay, I regard this man. What do you learn from this story? I learned that If you are the man and the woman who love God with all your heart, honor the Lord, honor His Word, honor the Holy Spirit. You seek the kingdom of God first. All the choices in your life, you take God first. You worship Him. You live for Him. Even though surrounding situation get into trouble, you will be regarded by God. You're going to have a special protection. God is going to answer your prayer in a very supernatural way, whatever you ask him, God will say, okay, go for it. It just happened to me last Wednesday. One of my surgical assistants told me that her friend was in another big hospital and have a chest tube in. She had heart surgery and the doctor kept telling her, no way we can pull the chest tube out. You have something leaking on the inside. So you cannot go home and you're going to be stuck in the hospital for a long time. When this lady told me, I turned to her, this is in a mask, in a scrub suit. Okay, this is in the operating room, in a mask, in a scrub suit, performing big surgery. I say, let's pray. In front of all the nurses, in the name of Jesus, I command this leak to stop and this lady will go home tomorrow. God regard my prayer because I am the man who love and serve God. What happened? She came to see me this Wednesday to assist my the surgery again. She said, Dr. Lau, the tube came out the next day. She went home. God answered your prayer. How many people want God to regard you and listen to your prayer? And whatever you ask, he say, okay. You don't want to be the man and the woman who just goofy, rebellious against God, and always do something that make God lose reputation. You want to be a man after God's own heart. And whatever you say, whatever you ask, you say, okay, I regard your request. I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you what to do. You ask me direction, I tell you direction. I want to be that kind of man. Amen? I want to be like Jehoshaphat. So Elisha, what's the next step? After Jehoshaphat asked him to get the word from God, did he just, okay, thus say the Lord. Can you cook it up? Can a man who has a gift of prophecy suddenly try to cook it up? And sit there, tell me, Lord, what's going on with this person? Tell me where she come from. Can you force God to tell you about something of somebody else out of the blue? You cannot force God. The gift of prophecy or being a prophet is not a fortune teller that you can force God to tell you whatever you want. It has to come by God's will and it has to be done under the anointing. If it's not under the anointing, it can come from the pizza in your stomach that you ate last night. It can come from you get mad at somebody so you blast out from your mouth and say something from your flesh. It's not from the anointing. You need the anointing. One of my mentors in the body of Christ said, the most important thing in my ministry is that I need the anointing. If there's no anointing in the meeting, I cannot function. I like what he said. He said, I need the anointing to come upon me before I minister. This man was totally right. So Elisha knew that, that he could not prophesy without the anointing comes upon him. What did he do? 2 Kings chapter 3, 15 to 16. But now bring me a musician. Everyone say musician. Everyone say music. music. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus say the Lord. So when the anointing come, the hand of the Lord represent the anointing. God Spirit came upon him. When the anointing came, then he got the word, and he said, Thus say the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. And after that, he gave the message of victory to the three kings. And they got victory because they heard from the Lord. Yes. Elisha could not just make it up from his own mouth what God is going to say. This is the way I live. I'm not going to give prophecy to anybody if God doesn't tell me. Even though you give me $1 million and say, give me the word, I say, I'm sorry, I don't have it. I'm not going to give to you. It has to come from God. I'm not going to just cook it up or force God to give me. This is a big problem in the body of Christ. If you are trained in that kind of school that you can have prophecy anytime you want, anywhere you want, you be careful because there is a spirit of fortune telling around. Demon of fortune telling and they tell the truth too. But you're going to get into trouble because you start to welcome demon into your life and demons of trying to show off that I know things, I can, I'm such a great guy and pride come up and then you get into trouble. So you have to be humble and say I need the presence of the Holy Spirit. I can, must not cook it up. I must not demand God to tell me anything. Whatever God wants to do, If he doesn't say anything, I just keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to cook it up. Amen? Amen. From this story, we can see that one of the important factors in enhancing the anointing is music. Sometimes I feel bad for members who come to church late after the worship is done and they walk in because they just want to hear the word. But they miss the point. They miss the worship time the music. I learned this secret when I was a young believer. Many years ago, I was so dry, I traveled to revival service in the southeast of America once or twice a year. When I got there, God touched me, I got drunk, I felt so much of the Holy Spirit. I laughed in the Holy Spirit. It's so good to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be drunk by the Holy Spirit. When I came back to Seattle, Wow, it's dried out. <laughs> Start to be empty in my tank again. I feel so struggled at that generation. Many, this is many years ago. I don't know how to maintain, how to keep the anointing on me. It just keep leaking out. The oil just keep leaking. I don't know how to do it. And then one day, God showed me this scripture. And God told me, "Go and buy all the CD of the worshipers who are anointed by the file of God in America." So I began to get all this CD and they're always in my house. And when I stay home, I ride a car, I drive a car, I turn on all this CD. And when all these people start to sing music with anointing, the presence of God come back to me. I stir up the anointing by music. Anointed music. Music is part of the ministry of helps. Music is connected to worship today. You can worship God in a different way. You worship God by living a holy life, be kind to your neighbor. You worship God by doing good things to other people. You worship God by kneeling down and bow down on the ground. But one way to worship God is to sing song and raise your hand. Worship is not just about singing, but singing and music is part of worship in the church today. And the Bible says that music helps us to worship God better. When you're at home, while you're cooking, while you're reading the Bible, turn on very anointed worship service. Actually, today, during eating lunch, I turn on the YouTube. Pastor Kenny was leading worship in the YouTube. Now we put our worship in the YouTube. So I turn it on, listen, and eat lunch, and do things. I want the presence of God to come upon me during eating lunch for 15 minutes. I just turn on the music from our church. So I want the anointing in my life. I want to stir up the anointing by music and by worship. Look at how music impact the anointing. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 23. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. You can see here that when the young man David began to play harp, the anointing came down, and demons or evil spirits left King Saul. Saul became happier. So music enhanced the hand of God or the presence of God. Music affects the anointing positively. In fact, music is not only for the prophet like Elisha. Music is for every kind of minister because every minister, listen carefully, should minister or serve the Lord under the anointing, not under the flesh. So if you want your anointing to increase to minister, what you need to do? You need to in enhanced anointing. And one of the ways to enhance anointing is to listen to the right kind of music and right kind of worship music. Again, it's important when I say the word right kind because there are many kinds of worship and praise songs. The tune, the melody, the rhythm, and the words in the music will impact you. Even the right music, that play at the wrong time, the anointing can be lifted. That's why I totally depend on the worship team to bring the right kind of music to the service. We sing song to bring the presence of God. Amen. If it's the right music, then it will enhance the coming down of the hand of God, the presence of God. Why? The keyboard play come up to play when I lay hand. Because the music will bring the Presence of God upon the pastor to preach and to lay hand. Amen. Music is so important. We need to play the right music in our house. Play the right music in the worship service or in the revival service. But if we play the wrong music, it will hinder the anointing. I never forget that day. I and Pastor Da went to San Diego one weekend to minister. Because the church is so small, they don't have the worship leader. They pick up somebody to come up to lead. But Pastor Dal look at my face right now. She'll remember that day. That person come up and lead worship in a meeting. I want to collapse. The song was so dead. It's so old. And the word is not biblical. The rhythm is dead. It's not revival. i mean, in revival. I like revival song. So well, I could not sing because everything was unbreakable. I don't know where this worship leader got this song from. It's all the songs are bad. So I was standing there, God give mercy to me. This worship team doesn't help me at all to get the hand of God upon me. And I think maybe better not to have music for me to preach than to have wrong music for me to preach. Because it killed the anointing on me. And Pastor Dan, never forgot that day. You and I look at each other's eyes. Oh, wow, this is not good. These songs are wrong. So you can see that we need to have a good music or the worship team. Music effect, anointing. And all the musicians and singers in the church, you must realize your awesome responsibility. It's so important. Your music up here. Is big deal. Okay? Why? Because church life is a life and death situation. Somebody may walk in with big demons inside of them. Somebody may walk in with cancer. Somebody may walk in husband and wife already separate and almost at the verge of divorce. But if you play the right music, the anointing comes down, the preacher preach with anointing, Lay hand, cancer is gone. Instead of dying soon, recover and live a long life. The marriage that is broken, return. Some people may be broken financially. God saved them and they got out from poverty and lack. Because of the anointing comes upon the meeting by the right kind of music. Worship team, musicians and singers. You must realize that you are very important in the body of Christ. You are in the ministry of help. You must be holy. You must study the word. You must be submissive, loyal to the pastor. If you have wrong spirit, bad spirit, repent as soon as possible. You need to love to pray. Get yourself filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't wake up on Sunday morning while you're driving a car praying in tongues. Turn on the good music. Soak yourself under the anointing before even you come up on the stage. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You need to take this seriously. You come up here as a vessel that the anointing will flow through you into the congregation before even the preacher comes up on the stage. If the worship team just come up to show, oh, I'm such a good guitar man. I'm such a great singer. I mean, I'm not against technique. We need to have good music technique, good singer. But it's not just about technique. It's about your life that is so full of God, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Recognize the importance of the anointing. Recognize and value and honor the presence of God. And this is life and death situation on Sunday and in the care group. You take this seriously, but joyfully, faithfully, to do the job to bring the presence of God into the meeting. You need to get alone with God, pray, repent quickly, and be the vessel of the anointing. Amen. Amen. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Be in tune with God. So you can see that worship team is not just about singing. Grab the microphone. Playing guitar. No. This is spiritual work. This is important. Very life and death situation. I never take church just for fun and that's my job. Every Sunday I come, this is life and death. It's like when I perform surgery, open somebody's scalp, take the tumor out, Today, I got a call from a doctor at Evergreen. I look at the MRI. This man has a brain cancer in a frontal lobe. I look at that MRI. Life and death. I need to take this seriously. If I don't do well, he died. Come to church, life and death. People can survive for a long time, live for a long time, or people can die soon because you don't have the right teaching or because you are not under the anointing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Many other things affect the anointing, such as the environment. Why we have a Why we don't allow kids to run around in a meeting and cry and have chaotic things in the church. Because those confusion and disorder can affect the anointing. We need to keep the church in order. Or, oh, another things that will affect the anointing, and even happen to Jesus himself. One time, Jesus wanted to lay hand on a, a blind. And he noticed that a lot of people out there were full of doubt and criticized him. He took that man away and laid hand on that person. Because the surrounding affect the anointing on him. In this situation, Jehoram and the king of Adam were not the believer. They were not really have faith in God. So that affected Elisha so much that Elisha said, I could not have that anointing by myself. I need the musician to come and help me to stir me up in the anointing to get the word from the Lord. So surrounding is different. I mentioned on Sunday already, maybe a couple Sundays ago, I hope one day you can go to mission trip with me. You're going to see so different in America and in the Third world country. People line up. People looking for seed. They even sit on the floor for three hours to listen to the word of God. No one complains. They travel on the plane, on the bus for 10 hours to come to the meeting. When people are hungry, I tell you, the anointing is so strong because God loves the hungry. But if you come to church, whatever will be will be. Football game, when it's gonna be done, Pastor, you preach too long, too long. The anointing lifted. Actually, I tell you the truth, I enjoy preaching in the mission trip because oh, so strong. When I preach in Germany. Oh, people are so hungry. I mean, I walk up after the stay, I feel like somebody pulled, anointing out of me, like I just preach and preach and just so strong because people are so hungry for God. They're so dry. They want something from God. Can you imagine how hungry people are? I got the voice message from somebody in Germany. This person woke up. God told this person to listen to our teaching in the YouTube. After that person listened, hungry, just absorbed all the teaching. The anointing came upon this person. She felt like, oh, demon gonna come out of me now. She had to run to the bathroom and then she vomited and she threw up many, many demons. I was not even there. She was so hungry. To so the point that she draw the anointing from heaven through the voice of the preacher. And she got set free from demon. One lady in Toulouse. France, the same thing, this is a Laotian lady. She listened to our teaching in the kitchen while she was cooking and suddenly the anointing came up on her and demon come out of her. Now her husband got saved. Her husband was a non-believer. She got touched. Demon come out. She's on fire. Listen to our teaching. Her husband listened to our teaching. Her husband got saved. Now the whole family got saved in France because they're so hungry. Do you want more anointing? Hunger. If you have the attitude, whatever will be, will be, the anointing will be lifted. He will not touch you. He will never force you. Amen? The surrounding circumstances, the surrounding people, if you are around hungry people, you're going to feel strong anointing because that hunger Pulled out the anointing. The Bible said, God enthrones the presence of his people. When you really hungry and praise God and press into God, like that woman with the issue of blood. She's just so hungry. She's so desperate. And when she touched the garment, the cloak of Jesus, suddenly the anointing flowed into her. She drew the anointing because of her desperation and hunger. Brother and sister in America, let us become Hungry Christian. Amen. Don't think that you know everything. Don't treat the church kwestela sela. Oh, another Sunday. Preaching again. I know all these things. If you have that attitude, I'm sorry, you're going to miss a lot. I don't know about you, me, Being a Christian for 30-something years, I preach every Sunday. I'm still hungry, I'm still thirsty, I'm still on fire for God because I don't want to stop that spirit in me. I want to keep drawing from God. I want more and more of God. Amen? We need to keep that spirit inside us. Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 1. Now I want to read a few scriptures talking about the hand of the Lord. When the Bible mentions the hand of the Lord, it means the anointing. God used the word to help us understand how God works. As it came to pass, in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house with the elders of Judah sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord fell upon me. This prophet has potential of being a prophet. But at certain time. The hand of the Lord came upon him. It means the anointing rises up. And then he began to function supernaturally. In Acts chapter 10 verse 44, the Holy Spirit is called different name. The wind. The wind means outside, blow you. So when the Bible talks about the wind, it talks about power to lead you, to quicken you, to blow you to places and to lead you. When the Bible talks about the fire, it's something burning so strong that inside you to burn the impurity out. The fire is a picture of inside and burning out, burning the wrong thing out. When the Bible talks about the dove, it means even though God is so powerful, but He's so gentle, and He will never force you. You have to come to Him by your own hunger. When the Bible calls the spirit come upon is about the anointing. The hand of the Lord means the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. That's why we lay hand on people, because when the pastor lay hand on you, it symbolizes the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. People will get touched by the anointing. Acts chapter ten verse forty-four. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon. Everyone say, fell upon. All those who heard the word. So you can see, fall on, fell upon, the hand of the Lord, come on. That is the anointing. The anointing works two ways. The anointing work in you to bless you, to set you free. And the anointing work through you to bless other people. So when we talk about anointing, anointing come upon you to set you free to do good things to you, and the anointing flow through you. As a believer, we need to learn how to do both. Receive the anointing, and let the anointing flow out of us to touch other people. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Again, Ezekiel the anointing came upon him and miracles, signs and wonders happened. Ezekiel 40 verses 1 to 2. In the 25th year of our captivity, at the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, in, in the 14th year after the city was captured, on the very same day, the hand of the Lord was upon me. What is upon him? The anointing, the spirit of God. And it took me there. In the visions of God, now you can see after the hand of God came upon him, there was a miracle, supernatural signs and wonder. The visions of God, he took me into the land of Israel and set me on a very high mountain. Look at another one, Ezekiel 33, 21 to 22. And it came to pass in the 12 years of our captivity, in the 10th month, on the 5th day of the month, that one who had escaped from Jerusalem, came to me and said, the city had been captured. Now, listen carefully, the hand of the Lord had been upon me the evening before the man came who had escaped. And he had opened my mouth. So when he came to me in the morning, my mouth was open and I was no longer mute." I've seen a few people in my life when the anointing pastor saw too. When the anointing came upon people, they could not talk. They become speechless. Uh, Cannot talk. I've seen it in my life many times. They become speechless. This is what happened that evening. The anointing came upon Ezekiel. And the Holy Spirit opened his mouth. Could not close his mouth. Open all the time. People may think that he's crazy. He's opened his mouth all the time. And he could not talk. His mouth opened all the time, the whole evening. When the man who escaped from Jerusalem showed up in the morning, at the right timing, he was able to talk again. Why in the world God make this man mute overnight? Why God make this funny thing, make his mouth open the whole night? This is called signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. The anointing came and produced Signs and Wonders. I remember in 1987, Pastor da had endometriosis. Keep bleeding from her womb. And she planned to have hysterectomy when she come back to America after visiting the family. We went to a church. She felt the hand of the Lord came upon her. She felt it. The hand of the Lord. The anointing came upon her. While she was worshipping. In the worship time. The bleeding suddenly stopped. And we have a baby named Joy. The reason we gave her name Joy. Because the joy of God is in our family. God healed my wife. The anointing produces signs and wonders. Acts chapter 2, verse 43. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Everyone says, signs and wonders. Open the mouth all night, it's sign and wonder. Could not speak, sign and wonder. When the anointing comes, it can be a blessing or can be a judgment. You remember when John, the Baptist's father, refused to believe in the message from the angel Gabriel. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He became mute all the time until the baby came out, delivered. That mute, speechlessness is not sickness. It's the work of the Holy Spirit as signs and wonder that he could not talk. You remember Elimus? In Acts chapter 13, verse 11, he was a sorcerer who came against Paul on one of his missionary journey. And then Paul said, in Acts chapter 13, verse 11, now the hand of the Lord, the anointing is against you. You are going to be blind for a time and you will be unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him. He groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. So, these are signs and wonders. When the Holy Spirit moves, the signs and wonders speechless, blindness, healing, demon come out, something happens. We, as an end time church, even in the US where we have Microsoft company, high technology company, Boeing company, we have all high tech in Seattle. As a church, we still need to depend on the anointing. I believe that people in America will believe in God more if they see the manifestation of the anointing of God. When the anointing shows up, signs and wonders come. I don't say that all the signs and wonders have to be spectacular. Amen? Why God gives signs and wonders? I believe there are many reasons that we can learn. Number one, to confirm that God is still working. Two, to be the sign of something going to happen in the future to you or to that place. Three, to warn you to repent. Like Elimus or Zechariah become speechless. God gave signs and wonders to bring the fear of God to the church. When people see signs and wonder, oh, we cannot play a game with God. God is so real. We need to fear God. Churches need signs and wonders, need the anointing. Not just come and sing three hymns, three her, listen to preaching 25 minutes and everyone go home. We need signs and wonders. We need supernatural manifestation of the spirit of the living God. Amen? Because the anointing is not there all the time, we need to learn how to stir up the anointing. We need to know when is the time to flow under the anointing. And when it's the right time, the anointing is working. If the anointing is not working, just back off. Don't do much. Shut your mouth and keep sit tight and don't do much. Don't say much. You need to know when the anointing is moving. I give you an example. I just went to the north part of Thailand called Chiang Mai. While I was walking in the hotel, one of the members of our church there come to me and say, my dad became polarized. His right side became polarized totally paralyzed, He could not sit up and walk. He was speechless. He lost his speech. When you have the left brain stroke, you lost speech and you, lost, you will lose right side function. And the doctor said to him that he will never walk again. He will never speak again because of a bad stroke. This man came to me and said, I am a believer. I believe God is going to heal my dad. But I heard about anointing on the handkerchief. Pastor, can you lay hand on the handkerchief for me? I said, no, not now. Because I don't feel the anointing. I'm sorry, I'm not going to lay hand on anointing right now. I'm just walking in the hotel. I don't feel the anointing in me right now. The, the hands of the Lord is not on me right now. So I say, wait until the end of the service tonight. So I preach, I lay hand. the anointing came down. God's presence was so strong. I was so full of the anointing. My faith rises up at that time. Just so strong faith, so strong anointing. Then I call him, come here, come here. Handkerchief. I lay hand on the handkerchief, and I forgot about it, all about it. On Monday, the pastor Skyped me. The pastor says, "Pastor Lau, do you remember that man that the uh, dad has stroke and could not speak?" I, I don't remember. At that time, I forgot all about it. He said that my member put the handkerchief on, this, on his father. He got up and walked, and he speak. And the reason he, he skyped me, not so that he wants to tell me about it. He is not excited about telling me about it. I, I'm excited about hearing it. I say, why do you tell me? Oh, because the question is, can I use this handkerchief again? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> not the question of... Can God heal the man? Can I use a handkerchief again for another person? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so miracle is normal thing in Thailand. People see miracle all the time. Because they just so simple faith. They just come to God like simple faith. Amen. So I say, if you have faith, do it. It's about faith. So you can see, I myself don't have that anointing all the time. I wait for the right timing. To lay hand, to pray for people. I need to stir up the anointing in me. Until the anointing comes, and then I can lay hand, I can touch, and I can believe in a miracle. The anointing produces the result, not me. I'm just a normal man. I'm a human being who produces the result. The anointing, the hand of the Lord. So you need to learn how to stir up the anointing. Listen to music good worship on Sunday. Come home, turn on worship music. You pray in tongues. You get around people with anointing with faith. And that anointing will wrap on you and you get more anointing. You go to care group, be around people who are hungry for God. The anointing will keep increasing. Anointing comes increased by also association and rubbing in on each other. Amen. So all these things, we need to learn. We need to understand when the anointing shows up, signs and wonders will come. And from now on, depend on the anointing. Hungry for the anointing. Yield to the anointing. Learn how to flow under the anointing. Learn how to minister under the anointing. Learn how to stir up the anointing in you. Depend on the anointing. Don't serve God. Don't do anything by your flesh. Amen? Amen? Today I have a patient come in. She is a Thai woman. She, she is not a believer. She has back problem that needs surgery. Came with a son who is not a believer either. When I first walk in, I was talking like a neurosurgeon to them. What happened? What is car accident? After a while, I notice they are not a believer. I say I need to do something, to witness to them. Then I start to stir up the anointing of pastor, and evangelist in me. God, anoint me right now to evangelize this son and mom. Suddenly, my complex changed to be smiling, glowing with anointing. And then I began to minister to them, talk about God and talk about the things of God. And you need anointing. I don't want to do that under my flesh. I want the anointing to come upon me and minister under the anointing. Anytime you minister, under the anointing. Not under the flesh. Amen? Yes. You learn something tonight? Yes. So tonight we learn. Number one, music enhances the anointing. Two, the environment affects the anointing. Three, people around affect the anointing. Four, the hand of the Lord can come upon you at certain time. You don't have strong anointing all the time. You learn how to hook up to the hand of God. And when the hand of God comes upon you, then you minister. You learn how to call on God. Say, God, I need you. Anoint me. Put your hand upon me right now. When I witness to my mom, who is not a believer. Actually, I just got another email from Germany that she, this person, really loved the file of God, loved the anointing, and one of uh, our chief. Uh, our leader in Germany. And this person called the mom in Thailand who is not a believer. And suddenly the Holy Spirit told her to share about the file of God to the non-believing mom. And while she was sharing, the anointing fell on the phone. The mom got touched by God in Thailand. She was in Germany. And the mom got saved on the phone. And the mom said, I now understand the word, the file of God. I failed the file of God now. You see, she depended on the anointing. She depended on the coming of the hand of God to witness to her mom and her mom get saved out of the blue. Without even preparation, nothing. God touched her. Wow. People in America, are you more open to the anointing? From now on, you're going to depend only on the computer? High tech? What is the most important thing? Jesus, the anointing. Amen? Amen. We're going to remodel the church. We're going to have light and everything, put in a new stage, nice carpet. And I love that the environment will be better. But if I have to choose between having a nice light, nice carpet, and have the anointing, I choose the anointing. Amen? Choosing with having a nice presentation and nice entertainment from the stage, but no anointing. I'd rather have a simple one guitar music with anointing the floor and people get saved and people get healed. Amen. I am a man who loves the anointing. And I want the anointing in this church Amen. and in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So tonight, let the anointing minister to you. Do something in your life so that you can do something for others. God has to work in you first. He has to work in you so that you will be ready to work to help other people. If your life still is a mess, you cannot help people. You need to let the anointing come to set you free first, to become a next level of your life, higher to become like an eagle to soar in the wind of God so that you can go and help other people. Amen? So tonight, when God minister to you, when you come to the prayer line, ask God to put his hand upon you. Get hungry. Don't have this attitude, oh, another prayer line. Another laying out of hand. Again, this church, again lay hand. Oh, I've seen this 1,000 times. This is another time. No. You have to think this way. This is my first time. This is important to me. Today, I will never be the same. I'm hungry, God. I'm like that woman with the issue of blood. If you don't touch me, I'm not going to go home. Amen. Amen? The anointing will make the difference. In your life How many people Want to be used by God Amen. I want to be used by God If you want to be used by God You need anointing You cannot do it By your own strength It's not by might Nor by power But by the spirit Of the Lord Amen I even depend on the anointing While I was performing surgery When I perform surgery Oh I'm so glad On Monday Who? Thank God, I have very difficult surgery on Monday. One case, instead of taking two hours, it took four hours. It's a mess in the back. And thank God, that day, everybody in the room, except the anesthesiologist, were Christians. So they turned on 105.3 the whole time. So I listened. Oh, so good. So the anointing come upon me to do the job. So everything went smoothly. I, I'm so thankful they turned on 105.3 that day. I need it. It's so difficult. By my own strength, I cannot do it. That big, difficult surgery. You know, somebody had back surgery before, inside full of scar. It's so hard to open up again and to make sure you don't cut the nerve. So it's very stressful. But the song that comes out from the radio, oh, it's so good. Just keeps suiting me. Keep stir up the anointing in me to get the job done for my patients. Thank God for the Christian nurses and uh, assistant. my assistant also is a Christian. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people are hungry tonight? Amen. Again, why we use the laying on of hands? Because the hand is symbolic of the anointing. Jesus lay hand all the time. Do you know that Jesus has the touching ministry? He touched people all the time. If you don't like the laying on of hand, you don't like Jesus. Because Jesus lay hands all the time. Paul, the Bible says, he performed unusual miracle through the hand of Paul. Amen? So the early church used the laying out of hand. The laying on of hand is the way that God uses to bless people, to anoint people, to impart the spirit upon people. Amen? Amen. So, parents, lay hand on your kids, husband. You love God, you lay hand on your wife, bless her. Actually, yesterday we went to visit our daughter Josiah. Our grandson was sick, he was sleeping under the blanket and uh, looked sick. And by nature, when I look at that, oh, how many days is he going to be sick? Because normally the cold will last about five to seven days. Pastor Dan, I lay hand on him, Josiah. In the name of Jesus, go. Today he was running around, no more fever, no more coughing, nothing. Healed. Laying on of hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, I told you the story of one of my patients He's a Jewish man He's not a believer He believe in Judaism He has the leak of water in his brain Keep leaking out to the catheter So I start to get nervous that Oh, I need to do another surgery What I cannot do I, I don't want to explain to you All the complications of neurosurgery But I was looking at him And I was so merciful Oh, what I cannot do I can do it But I don't want to do it And the wife looked at me I heard you're the pastor I said, yes. Can you pray for us? I said, yes. I lay hand on him. In the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, the leak had to stop. The next morning, the leak stopped. I pulled the drain out. Today he got CAT scan. No more leak. Laying on of hand. By faith. Amen? Amen. (laughs) So powerful. Lay hand and command and speak life unto people. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So those who are hungry, come first. Who are hungry, come to be prayed for the Holy Spirit in this place. If you, you yield to Him here, you will learn how to yield to Him out there at the bus stop, at the shopping mall, at your workplace. Learn how to yield in the church. Hungry, let God works in you. Touch you fill you like Ezekiel like Paul like Elisha the hand of the Lord comes upon you you receive by faith have faith God I need you I cannot do this anything by myself I need the anointing I'm like that woman with the issue of blood, like a woman with the issue of blood. We press
1: him like a blind
0: man waiting patiently We press
1: him And suddenly A touch from
0: heaven Jesus came And rescued me And suddenly A touch from heaven Jesus came
1: Set me free.
0: Poor the Holy Spirit. May the hand of God come upon this people. Let let the blood of come upon me. (laughs) <laughs> to the, the cross. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly a, touch a touch from heaven, heaven. Jesus came, came and rescued, and rescued
1: me suddenly a touch the
0: anointing of the Lord Jesus Still. came me
1: free And suddenly a touch from heaven Jesus came And rescued
0: me Keep being hungry Don't hurry to get up Keep drinking Drinking Keep Asking God to touch you Send me, me
1: free filled Jesus came the anointing
0: a touch from heaven
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus came, came and set me free The anointing and suddenly A touch from heaven Fire Came And rescued The anointing comes upon me To destroy the yoke
1: To escape. L- Take away the burden
0: To give you life and strength Yes Lord The anointing of the Lord (laughs) Thank you Jesus Fire
1: Fire 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 <laughs> filled fire, fire
0: filled <laughs> the anointing of the Lord from heaven Jesus
1: <laughs>
0: be free be anointed Be healed Be blessed Yes Lord
1: Fire 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 Yes Lord Fire
0: (laughs) Be healed Be whole Be free Be strengthened, be empowered, be quickened, be anointed. I command any sickness and disease. I command any kind of curse, any chain to be broken, to be removed from your body, from your mind. Yes, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. The chains are broken The chains are broken Yes Lord Fire Yes Lord (laughs) Fire 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 Fire. Fire. Suddenly a touch from heaven. Fire! Fire!
0: In the name of Jesus, the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. The anointing. <laughs>
1: The anointing the anointing The Nighting Fire Fire
0: the anointing the anointing the anointing the anointing come upon you fire fire
1: fire 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 Fire, fire, fire. Suddenly, a touch from heaven. Fire, never be the same, never be the same. Fire, more fire, fire.
0: Become a spiritual person Become sensitive to the Holy Spirit The flesh decreases But the Spirit of God increases in your life Become a new person Use of God Yes, you decrease But the Spirit of Jesus increases in you From now on you will never be the same. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Jesus.
0: Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing of the Lord set you
1: More fire! More fire! Fire! Fire!
0: ra khas ki sukora khas ke sukora papa shika tar yala pa sukora khas ki tar yala ya oh
1: sukora Yalapa pa spit me na fire me to me
0: now. Fire. Fire.
1: fire 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 I surrender, I surrender. Fire I want to know you I want to know you. fire fire I surrender anointing I want to know I want to know fire Fire! 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 Jesus, have your way Lord, have Fire is so fire right now like a fire fire, fire.
0: Open your heart and see Let him come in. Let him fill you. Yes, let him come in and fill you. Learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit. Learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to walk with the Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Kita, kita. I,
1: surrender, I, surrender. I want to know you I want to know you I surrender. I, surrender. I surrender I want to know you
0: go ahead and cry God is cleansing right now it's a time of operation it's a time of God's operation if God won't make you cry don't resist him just heal go ahead and cry that's okay God is ministering to you you learn how to heal whatever he wants you to do Learn how to surrender. If you want to cry, cry. He is cleansing you. The outcome is going to be good. You're going to come out from this situation better than before because He is performing an operation on you. And your body is responding to the Spirit of the Lord. So just go ahead and cry. Go ahead. It's about God. It's about allowing God to do His work in you. Yes. The more you heal, the more you allow Him to do it, the more result. Yes. Let Him perform surgery on you. Let Him operate on you. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. newhopeinternationalchurch.com
1: I'm so thirsty